Hello. Hello. We're back. We're back. Woohoo. It's been a day since the last time we talked to you. Missed you. But we are here to recap part two of last week's uh, Bachelor in Paradise shows. Mm -hmm. Bachelor in Paradise week two, part two, I think, is where we're at. That is where we're at. Right on. Brought to you by the Rosettes. We're the the Rosettes. Only mother-daughter Bachelor podcast out there. As far as we know. Right. And uh, my name's Ariel. I'm Marcia. I'm the mom. I'm the daughter. She she always interrupts me at some point. That's right. It's because I give you life, so I can interrupt you. Apparently, sometimes. that's how it works, yeah. I guess. But, yeah, I don't think any Bachelor news has, nah. Let's just has jump right happened into it. since yesterday. Shall we? So, yeah. Let's jump into the recap. Let's just jump in. Oh, so we get a new opening, Almost Paradise opening. One knocking on heaven's door. And we have to introduce both Mike and Jordan. Mike does a weird sort of somersault flip thing. Yeah. And Jordan is spraying his hair with... With his salt spray. With his salt spray. Love you, Jordan. Mom's obsessed with Jordan. I love Jordan. And I'm obsessed with Mike, so... Yeah, so even... There's that. (laughs) So we watch with the closed caption on, and it starts with saucy, exotic music. Is that... <laughs> it's saucy funny. and exotic. I don't know how better to describe it. <laughs> um, so, first it shows Kevin working out on the beach, but he's lifting, like, a giant vase instead of weights. Yeah. And it was very, like, Hercules-like. Very Hercules, <laughs> yeah. Very Hercules, and sort of reminiscent of... Hannah's time in Greece when all the broken pots and statues were there for her. Yeah, yeah, they probably just flew them there. Right. (laughs) Cam's moping around. Uh, And and John Paul Jones is sleeping in the pool. He's all like passed out over the edge of the pool. Yeah, he kind of looks sick and you're like, oh my god, is he still sick from the tacos? Yeah, is he okay? Is he alive? (laughs) Somebody help John Paul Jones! And someone was like, should we check on him? And they're like, uh, I don't know. And then Jordan decides to jump in the pool. So Jordan goes, sploosh! He takes a dive in the pool and we see John Paul Jones wake up. John Paul Jones (laughs) comes back to life. And John Paul Jones looks around and says, oh, that tickled my Jimmy a little bit. <laughs> and all the girls giggle. Hey, he's just the like best. <laughs> um, so Sydney does the narrating and the recap and just tells us, you know, Blake and, and Hannah, are their drama persists. Cam is being Cam. And she says the only real established couple in Paradise is Demi and Derek. And they show this little montage of them together, um, culminating in a a scene where he smells her armpits. Yeah. Oh, how romantic. And I don't don't think that's that weird. It's it's cute. It's what it is. She was like... She's like, oh, gosh, my armpits are so stinky right now. And he's like, no, they aren't. And she's like, smell, smell. <laughs> and he smells and he's like, they're still not stinky. And she's like, maybe it's the other one. And then she, like, turns and makes him smell the other <laughs> armpit. Well, she says in, Demi says in an ITM that she's conflicted about her and Derek. And, you know, he doesn't know that. And... You know, she they cut to them on the daybed. She looks nervous. 
you know, she, he's he's thinking that she's kind of holding back, and he wonders why. Yeah, basically, he's, like, talking about feelings and stuff, I think, and Demi's not really comfortable talking about feelings with anyone, really. Because she's still conflicted about her fluidity and her girlfriend back home. Yeah. And, like, and she's not quite ready she to She talks talk. about how she's, like, out, but she's it's not something not information that she just gives to people. Right. Um anyways, she oh, she does who does she talk to when she tells about when she talks about how she told her parents she was it was Katie. Have, okay, so she was she sits she, down with Katie. She sits down with Katie and she makes Katie cry again. Katie's just crying all week. She's crying all over the place. Um and she sits down with Katie and she's like yeah, I just feel conflicted about Derek because, like, I haven't told him about, like, my fluidity or anything. But, like, I know that it will be a, that I can talk to him about it because I remember talking to my mom and dad about it. And that went over way better than I ever expected. Yeah, they basically said, oh, you're our Dems. Don't worry. We love you. Yeah, and she says... Which makes Katie cry again. Yeah, and Katie cries. (laughs) And she's like, and, like, I know that it's okay to be the way I am, but it's just hard for me to talk about it. And Katie goes, it's more than okay! (laughs) (laughs) And um, the whole scene's actually really sad, though, because then, even though she has this kind of, like, more positive way that her parents, like, accepted her story. Then Demi just goes on to talk about how she always feels the need to be this really strong person and to always put on this, like, demigod, like, persona. But she does have, like, real feelings, too, and she is sensitive, and she just doesn't really ever share that part of herself with people. But it's something she wants to do and wants to learn how to do. And the whole thing's kind of sad. Yeah, and she says she's, Demi says she's scared, and Katie is crying, too, obviously. She, and Katie says, you can be scared, but be brave, which I didn't really follow. I, no. But, well, I get that. Okay, you follow, I don't know. Yeah, okay. she said, you can be scared and still be brave, is the actual quote she said. Oh, all right. I guess that makes sense. Like, you can be scared and you still overcome You can be scared of something, that. but when you overcome those fears... Like, everyone's going to be scared of something. Everyone's going to have fears. But what makes a person brave is the way they face their fears and stuff. All right. Fair enough. I, yeah. I think Mom overreacted about that one, I think. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah. So they hug it out, and it's all nice and stuff. And then it goes to... Uh, commercial. And then we're back with Cam and Kevin talking to Blake. And Kevin, you know, he's dipping his toes in the pool... Which, oh wait, oh yeah, oh Kevin says that Blake is dipping his toes in the pool, and because Kevin can't be as subtle, he has to like explain what he means. He says, which means he Blake wants to have sex with everyone. Kevin's so funny. He's so dumb. Kevin is so dumb. He's like he's trying to be all sort of like metaphorical, and then he says, "But I gotta explain it to you. That means he wants to have sex with everyone." I think he kind of wants to be Jordan sometimes. Maybe. I think he's trying to say things like Jordan does, but he, like, then does goes the extra Yeah, I can see that. He's dipping his toes in the pool. What that means, he wants to have sex with everyone, right? Is that, yeah. is that, a, is that You get it? You get it? But then so, he says, he says, and by the way, Blake is not that good looking. 
which is what everyone's thinking when they're watching the show. (laughs) Anyway, so then Demi and Kaylin and Tasha are chatting, and what am I? Okay, quick sparkle squab. Tasha has this black swimsuit and this yellow and black cover up. She's stunning. It's just the best beachwear I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Kaylin hopes that Hannah won't fall for Blake's nonsense. You know, Tasha, but basically we're back to slut shaming Hannah. Hannah. All these Tasha and Kaylin and Demi, more so Tasha and Kaylin, but they're all kind of talking about how they're disappointed in Hannah's what Hannah's well, doing. Well, whereas, like, whereas, uh, Kaylin and, um, Tasha are kind of slut-shaming Hannah G. Demi's more like, she knows she'd be happier with Dylan, so right. why? Right. Whereas why they're like, as they're like, they, she knows Dylan's garbage, but she still likes the attention. She just wants the attention. That's Wait, how the said, two- nobody said Dylan's garbage. Sorry, Blake. Blake. Okay. Yeah, All right. I meant Blake. No, not Dylan! No. <laughs> but I think they... They're all that's, irritated that's, with her. Yeah. yeah, they're all irritated, but two of them are being mean to her, and the other one's trying to make her see how she could be happy. Yeah, and Ta- I think Sydney's also shown kind of shaming Hannah. Yeah, she has too. She's just not there. And, this. yeah, so all of them are kind of like, yeah, she's a player. It's her fault as much as anybody's. You know, she knows what she's doing. Which, I don't know. I, I think get, they're I being mean to her, but I get why she's making the decision she's she's making. I get why they're frustrated and they don't have all the information. Um, but I get why they're frustrated with her. They're mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, we're just trying to find somebody, especially, you know, especially Tasha and Sydney are just trying to find somebody. And, you know, she's just taking all of the attention away from everybody apart from Kaylin. But and she's not trying to do that. That's Hannah's not trying to do that. No. Yeah. No, that's true. So, you know, I get their point of view, but I don't agree that... I think Hannah's doing the best she can with what she has, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. I think she should be more sensitive to Dylan's... If she wants to go off with Blake and work things out with him, take it take it away. Take it somewhere else, mm-hmm. I think. You know, I, I totally... Bottom line, I'm on Dylan's side. I'm on Dylan's side. Yeah. And I don't want him to be hurt. And that's, you know, so just don't hurt Dylan. Please. Yeah. I yeah, I just don't want Dylan to get hurt either. But we'll get to this later in the episode. But I get why Hannah's doing this. Yeah. So, but basically, well, Hannah, th- Hannah's a people pleaser. Hannah doesn't, and Hannah's aware of her image. She's on television. Hannah wants to maintain her girl next door image, and she's not making all the best decisions to maintain that image. But that's, I think, what her goal is, right? Yeah. And you know, so they and they're all basically they're all slut shaming her. Dylan, we get to see Dylan talking to Hannah, and he basically says, "You know, I don't know why you're exploring other options when we're doing so well." And Hannah says, "I owe it to myself. I owe it to myself to be open." And you know, Dylan just he can't rationalize why she would keep doing this. You know. And she he basically, he's like, what's going on? I feel like I'm missing a puzzle piece. Something There's something happening that I don't know about. And she finally admits that she and Blake met in Birmingham 
Uh, so like a week before a week paradise. before paradise, and well, what she says is, well, like a week before paradise, Blake texted me and he was like, I'm, "I I want to show you who I am." Yes, mom. I was getting to oh, it. Sorry, I was getting excited. Oh, oh my gosh, she always does this. <laughs> I just want to talk about something on my own for once. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so she. Uh, she says, like, he texted me and he said, I'm buying a ticket to go to Birmingham so I can show you who I really am. And so he didn't even ask. According to her, he, he didn't even ask, hey, you busy? You want to hang out this weekend in Alabama? Yeah. He just said, hey, I'm coming there. Like, I'm, I'm going. Narcissism much? Yeah. And so... He does that. She claims that uh, he got there. They spent like a day together or something, and they just kind of talked. And then at, at the end of the day, like they kissed, and that was it. She didn't even give us that much detail. She basically just no. Told, she did no. She told Dylan, "Yeah, we met at the airport and we kissed, and I went home." And that's basically all she said. Which is like, wait, what? What? You just went to the airport? Did he have a... Did he fly back home? Did you leave the airport? Did you have a meal? What did you do? Mm-hmm. And it's totally... Who knows? She she just told Dylan that they, they kissed. said that they talked. She said they talked, too. Yeah, but they... About. She painted it like they met at the airport, they kissed, and then she went home. She said they talked, too. Okay, they talked, but... Yeah. Basically, nothing really much happened. And we don't know exactly what happened because she was really vague. Yeah, and um, then Blake is, they show Blake telling some other people about it, like, oh yeah, like, I went to Alabama before Paradise. And I think that's more showing his true colors than hers, because she didn't invite him or anything. Yeah, totally. And, so then, if this happens a week before Paradise, like, it's too late for them to pull out of Paradise, but this happened. So, you just, um, like, if you were Hannah, you'd be like, okay... This guy's interested in pursuing me. He's probably going to pursue me in paradise. And then you get to paradise. He has his date card. And you're like, oh, my God. We're going to go on this date. It's me. It's me. Yeah. But it's not. It's going to be our love story. And then he goes and asks some other girl on a date. She's like, well, that happened. Okay. And plus all the other drama with the other two girls. Yeah. And so she's like, okay, that happened. But I'll... To, like, pursue this other guy who's being really sweet and really nice. Right. She doesn't even pursue him. It just happens. Yeah. They're just hanging out, you know. Yeah. And And he's overjoyed and feels super lucky, Dylan does, that that she has an interest in him. Yeah. But then, once Blake starts showing interest in her, she takes... She takes it because... That's what she went into the process thinking. She thought, she probably thought that she could get engaged to Blake at the end. Right. Like, I think she honestly went into this thinking that. And they're they're social media savvy. They know that the world is shipping the two of them. Yeah. And that together their their influence and power is going to be greater than them individually. Yeah. And so I think that's why she's still... Like, what? that's why she's not kind of pushing Blake away. Yeah. So I get that, because she already had the idea that she was going to be with him, and she had set her hopes on that, and she'd already made plans for that, and maybe she's thinking that this is just some mistake of his and, like, really wants to give it a try. 
But you're right. The but, whole thing is manipulated by Blake. Blake is the one, you know, I'm coming whether you like it or not. And, you know, just basically pushing the whole narrative on her. And Hannah's not a really strong personality. She mm-hmm. is a very pleaser, you know, pleaser person. She wants to please people. She's sweet and girl next door, all that stuff. And so she's not I mean, gonna... her hometown date was etiquette lessons. So she's right. not going to, like, put a man in his place necessarily. Right. So, you know, she's being her. And maybe that's not the ideal strong woman person, but that's just her. And we all like her, and she's well, been put in an uncomfortable an position. Woman, like, well, she's not. She's not um, a model of a super- of independence, I right? Guess. Right, right. But she's still a great, wonderful person. But she's and still she's nice, doing the best she can, and she's lovely. She's. You're all dating multiple people. Like, right. what about Kaylin, who's about to go on a date with Mike, and then on a date with Dean, right. like, oh, Kaylin, don't even get don't, me started. Do not slut shame her for can't, not a, not being able to decide between these two guys well, when you're all dating everyone else here. like. Let's, but let's try to support all the women because the women that are saying nasty things about her while wrong are only, have only a portion of the information, you know? Yeah. They, they shouldn't be doing it. They shouldn't be doing it, and they're being hypocrites because even if they do... Well, Even with just Kaylin, the portion, Kaylin's an anomaly, a horrible. Yeah, just leave but, her no, out. But of that's it. not even the thing. Like but Tasha and Sydney, they're still yeah. testing the waters with people too. Right, right. So it's like you, in you my guys mind, are being hypocrites, regardless of how much information you have about the situation or not. In my mind, Kaylin is basically irredeemable, and nobody's irredeemable, but she's pretty close. And the other girls just don't do that. Yeah. You're wrong. Sorry. They're just being very disrespectful to her. And I think, I don't think Hannah's like not making mistakes. Like, obviously, she should stop pursuing Dylan or pursuing Blake and just pursue Dylan. And I think she could have handled this. To, I think she could have talked to Dylan when they were having their little scuffle on the beach. But she didn't, and she didn't stand up for herself or anything. I think she yeah, should have spoken up during that situation. Both, as we'll talk about as we go through the episode, both Hannah and Nicole, you know, stand up for you. Say something. Don't let these guys... It was romantic, novelly as it is for men to fight over you. Don't, it's gross. Don't let them take your voice. Don't yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. And they're treating you like property. Right. Like, that's Don't not do what that. you are. And everybody, in the heat of the moment, everybody gets tongue-tied and makes mistakes. But as a general rule, stand up for yourself. You have a voice. Use it. Yeah. It, that's what frustrates me right. most about the situation. Same. Both it's Kayla, not that she can't make a decision. Hannah. It's that she can't speak up for herself. Right. Both Hannah and Nicole. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, come on, ladies. Yeah. Go, girls, Use your go. Voice. But that happened. And, um... I totally lost my place in our notes. Um, Tasha says, you know, this the Blake and Hannah puzzle, we thought it was like a 10-piece puzzle, but it's really a 500-piece puzzle. And they keep getting new pieces every day, and they're trying to put it together. Um... Anyway, Tasha wishes that Hannah, they were friends, you know, they've been, they were on the same season. She wishes that Hannah had told her the truth from the beginning. 
and she wouldn't have been blindsided during her date because Tay, you remember Tasha went on the first date yeah. with Blake, and Tasha thought that she, they really had something, and poor Tasha was left in the dark because she didn't know anything about the other three girls. But what Tasha doesn't understand is Hannah didn't know that he was going to pursue Tasha too, so right, she right. was blindsided also. Of like, course, yeah. But I well, just you know recap, telling you what Tasha. I know, favorite. yeah, recapping. But my commentary is Tasha's being really awful. Yeah, Tasha's not her best right now. You know, but I think she's always she does hypoc- she did hypocritical things. She did she's been doing hypocritical things like this since Colton's season. She's always been like this. I'm a she's t- just nice to other people. That's what makes her better to, than Kaylin, but like I love Tasha's dad and I will have none of this bad talk about Tasha's family. I wasn't bad mouthing <laughs> Tasha's family. I think she has a great family. I just don't just like Tasha. I'm just messing. I like Tasha, and you know, let's just stick it out and see what happens. It looks from the previews and from what we know that Tasha and John Paul Jones are going to get together. So yeah, and I like John Paul and, Jones. Yeah, so I've got to believe that Kaylin is worthy of John Paul Jones. Anyway, Tasha. Yes, I said Kaylin. Oh my gosh, slap <laughs> me now. Yes, Tasha. Um, so Tasha does, she takes Hannah aside, um, and basically just tells her why she's frustrated and, you know, basically feeling blindsided and all that stuff. And Hannah's, you know, she said, I was just trying to be fair and respectful and I really didn't know what was going to happen when I got here. And she also said, like, I didn't think it was my place to talk about Blake's issues. Yeah. Which I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. You don't want to... A good rule of thumb in Bachelor is just not to insert yourself in the drama. And Hannah hasn't really inserted herself in the drama. That's true. It just keeps surrounding herself with right. it. Right. I mean... Like, Blake's just obsessed with her, and he's the one that's inserting himself in the Han- drama. You know, Hannah is not perfect by any means, but would you rather be a Hannah or a Kaylin who inserts herself into every dramatic moment possible? Give me a Hannah before a Kaylin any old day. Yeah. But they both, you know, they were both blindsided by Colton there at the end when he ran off with Cassie. And they should have sort of a camaraderie and a bond. But unfortunately, this is happening. Yeah. And And Hannah basically says, I don't appreciate you saying these things to me. Like, I'm sorry that you have an issue, but I, like don't think there's any reason for you to get mad at me over it. In her ITM afterwards, Hannah says that Tasha mean-girled her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, you gotta I kind be, of, I kind of agree with Hannah. You got to be careful about labeling people, though. Is all, it's it's rough. You know, Tasha says Hannah always plays the in- innocent card, but she knows what she's doing. So there's a little feud there. I think they're going to be fine, to tell you the truth. They're both. I think that, yeah, I think it's just a little spat. They're both gorgeous, lovely women. They're both two of the most popular people in Bachelor, so they have to make appearances together and stuff. Yeah, they both made some questionable decisions, to tell you the truth, but neither one of them are evil or awful, and Mm. they've both been manipulated by Blake. So there you go. Yeah. So. Then we get the cute thing the producers do where they, well, what they do here is Kaylin is talking about Blake and so she's ready to move on and she's ready for something new. Which is what she's been saying for like three episodes and she just hasn't been following through. That's true. That's true. But she says that and the producers, dun, 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 enter Dean. And Dean comes down the stairs with his... Well, he doesn't come down the stairs yet. First he talks to Chris. 
Well, yeah, no, that he comes down the stairs to Chris is what I meant. Because there's stairs to get to Chris, and then there's stairs to get to the beach. Oh, when you say you come down the stairs, I, You're I, right. I, I'm thinking of the beach You're stairs. totally right. Um, anyway, but he goes to Chris, and he says, hey, Chris, what's up? And Chris is like, so last time you were in paradise, it was kind of a, a, a not super positive experience. And Dean was like, yeah, like, I was a lot younger, and I... I couldn't decide between Christina and D'Lo, and, like, you know, Christina I had a better connection with, but D'Lo is just so hot, man. Yeah, they show a, flash, they show a flashback. Yeah, it's a flashback yeah. scene. Um, but then it goes back to, like, now with Dean and uh, Chris. Chris, and Dean goes... Yeah, like, I'm more mature now. I have a mustache, Well, yeah, as you can see. Chris is, like, you know, Chris is appalled. Chris is, like, freaked out by the mustache. You can totally tell on his face. He's like, oh, all right, a mustache. Yeah. But, but Dean's like, this. the mustache is a sign of maturity, Chris. And then he goes, but yeah, so I'm, I'm older now. I, well, I, Chris says, what have you been up to? <laughs> okay, that's what I was getting okay, to. Okay, okay. And, yeah, so Chris says, what have you been up to? And Dean goes, well, I grew a mustache, and I uh, quit my job, and I... I moved away from California. And I sold a... Or, no, he's like, I bought a van, and now I'm I'm living in my van and traveling. So Chris is like, okay, let me get this straight. You have no home, no job. You're a catch. Yeah. <laughs> And Dean goes, yeah. Also, his shirt's like the kind of, it looks like he didn't finish washing it. Oh, or it's like, awful. It's and like it's all like saggy. Super, yeah, it's stretched out and stuff. And I'm like. Yeah, he's got this ugly t-shirt on and his he just looks basically unkempt. Yeah. And I mean, he's still really handsome, but. I like Dean. I don't think he's good a good relationship person for anyone. I think he. Needs to kind of be a solo on his own person. I think by himself, he's great. He's certainly an interesting character. In he's, I think he's really. Um, I wouldn't want you to date him. No, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't think yeah. anyone should date him. No, but as an individual, he's really he's really funny and he's, he's very self aware. He's fairly smart. Yeah, yeah, and he's not he's not super, Nick. But... He's not Nick smart, right. but he's like smarter than the average person that goes on The Bachelor. I think. Probably. And um, he's just a really interesting person. And he, you can tell that he's, like, got lots of, like, family trauma. Uh, baggage. He's got yeah. a ton of baggage. So he's been driving around, living in a van, traveling all over the place. Um, I, I've listened to some of his podcast adventures where he gets stuck in, like, the mud in Mexico and, you know, gets lost and all this crap. So he's he's having a really interesting life, and he should probably write a book or something at some point. But he, like he says, he's no catch. He says, you know, I under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. <laughs> but, but he does tell Chris that he's learned a lot and he wants to atone for his sins of Last Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. And Chris is like, do you actually want to date? And... He goes, yeah, I, I want to try. I want to try. You know, I'd like to have a companion in my travels. And let's not forget that he used to have a podcast with Jared. I don't, I don't I know think if they, they still, still have do. it. Yeah. Do they still the have help, it? The, the help I suck at dating. dating. Yeah, yeah they, they, they still do. I think Jared's kind of the helmsman and yeah, kind of Dean kind of comes and goes. Well, it was Dean and um, Vanessa, Vanessa Grimaldi. Grimaldi. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's still out there. It shows up on my feed from time to time. Yeah. But 
Yes, so then Dean walks down, and Kaylin's just jazzed on it. Yeah, and of course Dean has a date card. Cam, um, he, you know, he just, I hope he stays away from Kaylin. And of course we know from the um, Women Tell All that Kaylin has been in Dean's DMs. Yeah. Kaylin's been hot when Dean for a long time. When <laughs> Katie overheard... Um, Kaylin talking on the bus about how when she got, goes home, she's going to slide into Dean's DMs. Mm-hmm. And she called Kaylin out for it on the Women Tell All. And Yo, Katie. she never denies it. She mm-hmm. just kind of looks at her and she's like, bitch. She looks at like, her, <laughs> yeah. her vicious manipulative and, um, that's when. And why would Katie make that up, you know? Right. So it's like. That's random. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, that really happened and you're like, ooh. Well, yeah. And then one of her DMs, Kay, or, well, Kaylin says two or three times also to Dean, she says, you know, I've been interested in you for a while. I've been intrigued by you for a while. So yeah, she's mm-hmm. totally been hot for him for ages. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Anyway, we'll get there. Yeah. Still mad that she she did that. But she, Dean pulls her aside to talk to her, and they kind of talk a little bit, and they flirt, and she obviously is super into him. And, um, Christina, um, talk, well, oh yeah, this is when, so Christina is talking to Wills. At, so Christina's part of this because, of course, Christina and Dean have a history. Mm-hmm. So they show Christina talking to Wills at the bar about what's been happening with Blake and Kaylin and everybody else. And and Kaylin is nearby and she flips out and starts, like, getting super mad that Christina is slut-shaming her. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Like, well, maybe you should have thought about that before you started slut-shaming Hannah G. Kaylin. And Christina. I mean, yeah. Kaylin's been on the beach for the past week slut shaming Christina and telling yeah. everybody about Christina's personal business. Yeah. Like Kaylin's mad that Christina is telling her personal business to both Wills and Dean, but this whole time Kaylin's been walking around the beach telling every single person that would listen about how Dean slept or sorry, how Blake slept with Christina bef- the night before Kaylin did. So yeah. Christina's not doing sh- sh- anything different she's actually a bit more toned down than Kaylin ever was and Kaylin's flipping out oh I can't believe she's slut shaming me oh and she's talking fast and getting mad and doing her stupid ass Chris Kaylin crap I just can't sorry yeah I know I I know you know but we need to move on to talk about the rest of the episode we have to say one more thing Kaylin says and I quote I'm sick of that stupid bitch trying to be my friend don't call other women stupid bitches like you did in Hannah's season two. Yeah, she does do that a lot. She does that. She said, if I don't get a rose tonight, I'm going to call that stupid bitch out. That's what yeah. she said in, in Hannah's season. Who did she say that about? Um, I believe... I like that you call it Hannah's season and not Colton's season, but go oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> it was Colton's season. Oh, somebody who was mad at her, maybe Kerpa? Or... It... I don't remember who it was. Sydney I... or... I think it was Kerpa or Tasha. They were like her adversaries. Uh. So, anyways, she was. She's a horrible. She doesn't. She doesn't. She has no compassion for her fellow woman. Yeah. Right. So Dean approaches Kaylin, and you know she's crying about something. 
and when he approaches, she says, oh, oh, I'm sorry you caught me crying. That's not in my character, which is a lie because she cries constantly and she's always bitching about everything. <laughs> anyway, so she starts doing her stupid giggle. <laughs> she's so inarticulate and stupid. Anyway. But she's not inarticulate and stupid. She's just, she. That's her act. Yeah. She, around men. She, she thinks that men like, and maybe they do. Like, women who are just, like, giggly and, like, submissive and stuff. She's so But refer awful. to themselves as, as strong. She, I, she's I really, really... She's actually really, really smart. She's conniving, yeah. And she's, she, I think she, she's one of the smartest women to ever be on the show, but she doesn't use it for, like, good. No, she uses it for her own self-interest. She's, yeah, and she, she... I dislike her more than any other person in Bachelor Nation, period. Yeah. I'm um, sorry, you know, maybe I'm being manipulated, maybe the producers are making me feel that way, but... Yeah. I don't think so. I think if they wanted us to... I mean, for a while they were giving her a pretty positive edit because of the... Yeah, she was almost going to be the Bachelorette. Yeah. Because of her very important, you know, abuse story. Yeah. Sexual abuse story, which is... I take... I don't take that away from her at all. I admire her for she's very complicated mm-hmm. i admire her for sharing that i'm going to assume that that happened and that that was a you know a painful horrible thing for her and i'm proud of that she and bachelor nation decided to share that mm-hmm. but that's that's the only thing that i think is redeeming about her whatsoever yeah uh yeah mm-hmm. i i agree so dean says he wants to turn her frown upside down and they decide to go on a date, and they're, like, hugging and excited and shouting and jumping around. And- yeah, and they already look like they're a couple, and then it shows Mike, and he's like, well, I definitely feel blindsided. That is a surprise. Yep. And, of course, Cam is really sad. hmm And, but what bothers me is she does not, she kind of, on her date with Mike, implied that she was looking forward to seeing where this went, and she liked spending time with him. Oh, yeah. And, and from I, this point on, that is never referred to again, ever. It's like it never happened. Yeah. She doesn't even go up to Mike and be like, hey, like, I'm going to wow. go on a date with uh, with Dean, like, see how it goes. Or she doesn't even say, listen, I actually am not feeling it with you, no, so she, I'm going to go with Blake. She doesn't give or a with sing- Dean. She doesn't give a single fig about him. She doesn't care about anybody but herself. Yeah. We, I know. Least of all, Cam. She, mom's, mom can get really harsh about I know. Caitlin. I just can't stand her. Anyway. Um, so, so we cut back to, it's, I think it's evening and all the people are coupling up and Christina's on the beach and, you know, she, she's, she's pointing out all the couples. Oh, there's that couple and that couple. And here's a twosome, you and me. I think it's to Jordan. Yeah, it's her, her and Jordan sitting and she's like, Look at all the couples, and then we have a twosome. And then it shows Cam sitting on the ground right next to them. And he's like, it's a threesome, guys. A threesome. And then he gets up. You forgot about me. Then he gets up and walks away. But it's so funny because before that, when the, the editors are so good on this show, they're just showing, like, Christina and Jordan, and, like, you're like, oh, it is a twosome. And then they get a different camera angle right. in there for the <laughs> for the Cam part. And Jordan's, and, and Cam's like, what, you forgot about me. I'm here. I'm Cam. Oh, and Christina looks over kind of dismissively and says, oh, I forgot about, I can't, but she doesn't have a British accent. 
I forgot about you, Cam, basically, she says. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about you, Cam. And uh, then is it Dean and Kaylin's Yeah, Dean and Kaylin's um, date. She's wearing this leopard dress. She looks she looks really great. I mean, she's a she's a, she's got too much filler and crap in her face, but other than that, she's really pretty. Um, Dean claims to have prepared shrimp scampi for her, and you know they Blake or sorry, Dean kind of fesses up about how he hasn't had a very good history in paradise. And Kaylin says, yeah, you know, that's true, you know. And compared to Blake, you look like a saint, she says. So they're they're both super giggly and laughy. And I don't know. I thought it was really awkward and insincere. Um, I didn't think it was insincere at all. I think it was kind of just... Maybe more awkward. I didn't even think it was that awkward. I just think it's clear that they've been talking before this and um, that they're both super interested in each other. Yeah, that's probably true. And I true. think that they're just more, like, giggly and excited to actually be on a bachelor date together finally. Their date came up on my phone today when I was at the gym, so I watched it again, and it just, it was just so stilted-seeming and, like, I don't know. There's What do you mean by that? Like, awkward and both giggling and... I actually didn't think it was awkward, and I actually, watching it, even though I don't like her, I thought that it was a nice date, and I think that they genuinely enjoyed each other's company. Well, I think as the date progressed and stuff, once they got to the pool and stuff, I think they felt more relaxed around each other, but at first they were just laughing uncomfortably, and... I don't... That's not what I was getting from it at all, though. I think it's right, just well, them being... you know... Like, kind of, because they're both kind of immature, so I think it might have been just both of them kind of being, like giggly with their like crush kind of thing maybe and um they kind of like were like because it's clear that they've been talking before this yeah and that's probably true and i think they were kind of just excited to finally be able to date each other publicly well she says that she thinks he leads a cool life and you know he says he's not a catch no job or ambition and again he repeats the i under promise and over deliver line and they laugh some more and ultimately they um well he, he wants to keep traveling she says that that's her thing she loves to travel um but also we've never seen her travel anywhere on her instagram except to like la and back to Whatever. Yeah, that's true. And she sure doesn't seem like a low maintenance kind of gal. She does not seem like a live in a van kind of gal. Yeah. (laughs) At all. Like, she does not. I mean, but he should go, Dean should go find Lily McManus. They would be a great couple. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just out there, sun's out, bun's out, go go to town, guy. You know, (laughs) Kaylin is not not that kind of gal, but Kaylin is really into him. So, you know, basically, they they end up at the pool, they're holding hands, and she says how much she trusts him, and then they run to the pool, and he lets her jump in without him. Like, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny, and if it was any other girl, I probably would have thought it was cruel or nasty, but I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was cruel or nasty, but I did enjoy that it happened to Kaylin more than I would have. Well, that's kind of what I meant. That's kind of what I meant. Yeah. (laughs) So he pretends like he's going to jump in, and he does it, and she's like, "I'm going home," but she doesn't, of course, because she's into him, and they make out in the pool. Mm Mm-hmm. 
in her ITM, Kaylin says it's the most romantic moment of paradise so far, and things have turned around for her. She's acting like she didn't get to go on a date with the most handsome guy with in Mike. paradise. Yeah, like the whole Mike thing just didn't even happen. That's I'm like, you're crazy. treating the Mike thing as if it was a chore for you. Like, Paris is, or paradise has finally turned around for me. Like, what? It wasn't great when Mike asked you out. <laughs> I'm a little salty about that because Mike is obviously the best catch. Except for maybe Wills. So then uh, Demi Demi and and Jordan. Demi and Jordan who, you know, should have been the ultimate couple of paradise, let's be honest. Demi Demi says she wasn't that excited about meeting Jordan, but um, now that she knows him, she thinks he, she they're loves a dynamic him. duo. Yeah, they're the new dynamic duo of Paradise. So they're sitting there, kind of on an, a ledge, walking, watching as people walk by on the yeah, beach. Yeah, and they're making fun making of commentary them. about everybody. And um, first, Cam walks by, I think, and Demi goes, "F that guy!" Right? Is it Cam that walks by? Um, actually, I think it's Clay. Clay walks by. Oh, and, <laughs> oh. He's nice, but he has no swagger. What's up with his shoes? <laughs> and um, then who walks by next? Cam. Kevin? Cam. Oh, Cam. Cam. Walks by next. Oh, Cam walks by next, and that's when they say, "F that guy." Yeah. Oh, look, it's Cam in his natural habitat, walking on the beach alone and sad. <laughs> Demi goes. So Demi looks at Jordan, and she's like, so who's getting a rose this week? ABC. Then they both say together, anyone, anyone but, but Cam! Which is pretty funny. And then they continue to kind of make fun of people, but the yeah. Cam one was the best. They laugh because Cam's had a rough life, which is, I don't know why that's funny, but anyways. And then, oh, and then Chris B walks by. I don't know why I call it Chris B. Because this is the only Chris there. Except for Chris Harrison. Oh, okay. Chris uh, is, walks by and <laughs> Demi goes, you know, like, every minute we watch him age. <laughs> he gets, like, 40 years older every night. Yeah. And uh, Jordan goes, he brought formaldehyde. <laughs> I saw his luggage and he brought formaldehyde with him. <laughs> and they both just crack up and Jordan's laugh is so delightful. And they're just new BFFs. And yeah. then, um, oh, oh, and then oh. Katie and Christina, <laughs> this is pretty funny. And then Katie and Christina run into the ocean. And they're holding hands they're, and skipping yeah. and being girly. And Jordan goes, hey, look, it's the new Forever 21 commercial. <laughs> It just kept getting better and better. I think that was the last one of the the things that it it was. They both agree that they haven't laughed so hard since they've been there, and um, they're just so delightful. And Jordan reminds us that there's a rose ceremony. He says there's like six people going home. I think there's actually four guys are going home at this point, but. So Jordan predicts that in the rose ceremony, Cam will go home. But he also, Jordan thinks that he's on the chopping block and he needs to step things up with Nicole. So now we're back into that story, the Nicole, Clay, Jordan story. And Clay says, I am developing real feelings for Nicole. I hope no one else is coming down those stairs. And the fabulous producers at this point introduce Christian, who comes down the stairs. Who I've always hated. He's oh freaking obnoxious. He's awful. I can't stand him. He, just a reminder, he was on Becca's season and he went home the first night. But he had an altercation with Jordan on the mental all. Yeah. Because he's an idiot and wears stupid, stupid pants. Super short pants. Yeah. 
It's like, high waters? Really? (laughs) (laughs) So, and, you know, nobody really um, recognizes him when he comes down the stairs, except for Jordan, of course. Yeah. And I don't even know if, does Jordan really remember him? I think so, yeah. The, the girl, I don't think he knew his name. I still think I he didn't yeah, know his name. I don't think so. He doesn't really care about him, but I think he, he recognized him. But all the girls were like, he's oh, dreamy. He's, dreamy. he's awesome. He's so cute. John Paul Jones, for some reason, I don't know how he knows this, he knows that Christian was a pro soccer player. So Jordan characterizes Christian during that first night in, on Becca's season. He said, that's the guy that stood by the meatballs all night. <laughs> And Jordan says, okay, well, Christian, he's not a bad guy, but A, he's not a model, B, his personality sucks, and C, he wore athletic shoes to paradise. And then it zooms in on his shoes. <laughs> They're really, really ugly tennis shoes. Yeah, and then Jordan says, well, just get a pair of effing espadrilles. Espadrilles, <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> and then, um, of course, but it shows all the women, though, and, like, Onyeka, I think, thinks he's hot. Yeah, and... Man. Uh, just... Nicole thinks he's real, real spicy. Yeah, and of course he's got a date card. He has a date card, so he's talking to all the different women, wondering who he's going to ask out. He eventually asks out Nicole, and I think that may have been producer driven, um, because I think they were like Jordan just took Nicole out. Right. You should take her out too. Oh, yeah, I have no feeling of authenticity of any any kind from this Christian guy. No. I think he is just there to be on television and yeah, promote he himself. Could easily be manipulated by producers. Absolutely. Yeah. But everyone's sort of flabbergasted that Nicole's now on her third consecutive date in paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, Clay is concerned. Um. And, then, all, and all the girls are like, oh, no, but she should stick with Clay. Clay's a So Clay and Dylan, according to all the girls, are the best guys in paradise. <laughs> and they should, you know, nobody should date anybody besides them. Um, anyways. What about Wills? I know, poor Why Wills. Why does no one want to date him? He really gets the, sh- he really kind of gets the shaft, yeah. Um, but then they go on their date and it's like a what's that called jet skiing is that what that is i think so yeah they're yeah they're it's jet like mo- water motorcycles right right yeah what they are. but before they go we get kind of a thing aside with clay and he says he feels differently about nicole going on a date with christian than he did with jordan because you know basically because he doesn't know christian and doesn't you know he just seems smarmy basically mm-hmm. yeah they jet ski and Christian says that he really likes Cuban-American girls. Um, Nicole says all the Latin guys think they're the king of the beach. Yeah. And she says, like, you look like a guy that I date back home in Miami. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're trouble, aren't you, basically? And he is. He's super arrogant. Yeah. He's super over the top. And then they, like, flirt with each other in Spanish mm-hmm. and make out. Yeah. Yeah. That's their date. That's everything. Yeah, that's pretty much it. They're, they lay on the beach and they make out. And he says, like, you know, is this what love is? And she says, oh, you can take me to dinner in Miami and we'll see. Stuff. Yeah. So Taylor and Sydney, or not Taylor, sorry, Tasha and Sydney, um, they cut to them kind of commenting on Christian and how, how awesome his swagger is. And basically, 
the commentary is that this guy has so much confidence and swagger, which is exactly what Clay lacks. But shoot, give me Clay any day of the week, 100%. So they get back, and Nicole talks to Clay, and she says, Listen, like, I have feelings for you. Like, I don't have a favorite date out of any of my dates because they're so different. And I just, I really do, I'm developing feelings for you, but I need you to be more aggressive and, you know. And assertive, yeah. Assertive with me because that's something I want. And you can be too nice. Yeah, and Clay says, you know, I'm not good at expressing myself, but I was really sad to see you go today. And Nicole says, I want you to pull me and be more assertive. So Nicole and Claire are on like a day bed and they're talking and chatting and they are still really into each other. But Christian doesn't really like that. So Christian comes up to confront Clay and they grab hands. It's so awkward and weird. Christian and Clay grab each other's hands <laughs> and they hold hands for like 30 seconds and you know basically clay wants christian wants to interrupt their date and clay's like no man you had her all day and christian's like no i still want to continue our date it's my date day and i want to spend more time with her and so forth and so on and basically eventually clay goes he walks away um and that's pretty much the end of the evening so the next morning arrives. <clears throat> so it's the next morning, and they show all these lizards on the beach doing their little lizard push-up thing. And then they show all the boys, the actual human dudes working out and doing push-ups and so forth. And the girls are all admiring them and thinking they're hot. And Katie tells Derek that she knows that Demi is really enjoying her time with him. And but he's but Derek confesses that he's kind of worried about Demi and how she feels. And he's worried that Demi's not being honest with him. So now it's time for the cocktail party. Blake reminds us that four guys are going home. Um I love Sydney's dress again. I always like her dresses. We are reminded the couples are the really solid couples are Derek and Demi and Chris and Katie. But a lot of the girls are not sure who they're going to give their rose to. Chris Harrison says, The numbers are even worse this week than last week. Four men are going home. You need to have serious conversations tonight. So Demi, in her ITM, says she has real feelings for Derek, but the feelings for her girlfriend back home are really lingering. Uh, she doesn't want to give up on the girlfriend. But she also still wants to see where things go with Derek. So she pulls him aside to talk to him now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she basically tells him about the girlfriend back home. Yeah. She's really nervous that he's not going to take it well, but... He takes it fine. He takes it really well. He's I mean, it's not like... We know Derek chose Demi to date because she's one of the more relevant people in... Right. Everybody's... nation. I mean, hopefully some people are there to find love, but let's face it, a lot of people are there to further their career and to, you know, it's their, it's their living, you know, it's yeah. how they make their money. And, um, but he does, Derek does say, I was, I feel really glad that you were comfortable enough to open up to me and tell me that. I feel really good about it. Because that's kind of just what Derek was waiting for was to her to kind of talk about her feelings with him. Right. Because he knows something's been up. Yeah. So he's relieved that she finally, you know, talked to her, to talk to him about it. And he tells her that he's totally okay with taking it slow. And that this, you know, this means the world to him that she was able to confide in him. Mm -hmm. And he's still all in with her. She's deliberating. 
she says that she couldn't it couldn't have gone better and he's just a wonderful guy which is making it harder for her to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. now, oh cut to my favorite part of the night jpj under the pillows <laughs> yeah so John Paul Jones is laying on the daybed. I love this too. And he keeps like burying himself in pillows and like then he decides to start like practicing a poem that he's going to recite to Tasha. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not even a it's not a poem, is no, it? It's, it's Shakespeare. Just, it's it's, it's like, Shakespeare. It's so it's we, Romeo and Juliet, right? Yes, we know from sleuths on John Paul Jones's Instagram and other stuff that he was a theater he was into theater and high school or college or whatever he's done theater so I think he actually was in Romeo and Juliet so he was remembering and getting ready to recite (laughs) this when when I believe it's when Romeo first sees it's the balcony yeah no it's not the balcony it's like when he first sees her (laughs) and so he's under the pillows reciting this and he just it's so funny and he's he just keeps practicing and then he'll not remember a line and he'll go (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and then I'll like practice some more, and it's just so and, funny. You know, he's doing it in his really voice. Cute. It's adorable. Yeah. It is because he, he's doing it in his, his John Paul Jones voice. I can't remember exactly what the lines are, but he's like, "And my lady, oh, my lady, you are the oh, 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 oh lady, oh, yeah." But he didn't really know what cute. the. <laughs> 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 he's so adorable. So then they cut to Dean and Kaylin cuddling, cuddling on a daybed somewhere. And Kaylin says, I think it's really cool. Do you miss your van? He's like, no. I mean, I would, like, why would you miss your van? You're getting free food and showers and everything. Yeah. And, oh, and he talks about how he showers. He just showers. Well, she asks him, she says... Um, where, where do you shower? And her face is looking more and more concerned during this conversation. Yeah. She's like, oh, you know, and like rivers and lakes and stuff. The gym, friends' houses, yeah. rivers, lakes, yeah. And so her face has gone from this like little angelic in love face to this kind of like, oh dear face. Yeah. Like I told you, she is not into the van life. 100%. <laughs> She's not impressed. Um, so Mike liked Kaylin, he says, but, you know, the Dean thing came along and now he's decided that he's, he's into like, Sydney. Yeah, and he's like, I guess I'll go for Sydney. And honestly, lucky Sydney. Like, Oh, yeah, you know. And he he talks about how he really likes her character and so forth. I'm I'm not really sure. I, we haven't seen them connecting on any, any level, so I'm not sure how he d- deduced that. But that's happening. Yeah. Um, Chris and Katie, she's happy um, that this is going on. And and we see them make out a lot. Yeah. So they seem like a solid couple. So John Paul Jones is still under the pillows. Cam and Onyeka walk up. And John Paul Jones says, you know, they, they, fought, they discover him rehearsing under the pillows. Mm-hmm. And John Paul Jones says, look, this stays between us. Wait, who did he say that to? <laughs> to... Um, Cam and Onyeka. And, you know, only the English ma- major in me would notice that, this. But he says, this stays between us. I mean, amongst us. Because there's three of them yeah. and not two of them. And I was like, at that moment, 
moment my heart was John Paul <laughs> I will forever, not only is he reciting Shakespeare, but he knows the difference between... Between and amongst. <laughs> exactly. And I'm in love. That's so funny. I didn't <laughs> notice that at all. I bet nobody did, because it's such a subtle, stupid, anal thing. <laughs> so, he must have studied English. Oh, no, he's very intelligent. Yeah, I it's mean, so funny, because you would expect that later. from him. Right, yeah. Because yeah. he's like... Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, you know, he basically says, hopefully Tasha's, uh, you know, all about this, y'all, y'all. <laughs> because he's going, apparently he's going to recite the Shakespeare meditation. <laughs> it's actually really cute how excited he is about it. It really is. It's adorable. So, um, the word gets out that John Paul Jones is rehearsing Shakespeare to Dean and Kalen. They hear about it. And Kalen says... I don't know how Tasha will feel about that. Yeah, that's because you're ignorant, Kaylin. Tasha's smart. She's going to enjoy this. Anyways. Um, Kaylin's smart, too. I know. But <laughs> Kaylin's not um, refined. Is that good enough? I guess. I wouldn't say that either, though. She's a pageant queen. All right, maybe. Whatever. You're right. <laughs> I just, you know how I feel about Kaylin. So, John Paul Jones tells Tasha. They finally get together. She tells Tasha, he tells Tasha that she's beautiful inside and out, and he she makes him feel like a young Romeo, which leads into the scene. <laughs> what if he did one of these little like head dip things like theater people do, where they're about to like, oh. like hi, I am John Paul Jones, and I'm going to be performing a monologue from Romeo and Juliet. And then he does the head bow thing, and then he lifts his head back And flips his hair. Yeah, and then he does the hair flip with it. And then he goes into it. He's like, he oh, goes dude. into it. He, like. goes, he goes into it, and then they start playing the Baroque music behind his speaking, which is so cute. And he, he, he kind of gets messed up in the middle, and he says, and Tasha's like nodding, you know, approvingly, like, she's go like, on. Good. She's like, good job, good job. And then, and then he's like, yeah, but the camera guy's looking at me. <laughs> but he proceeds, and he spits it all out, and he does great. And they kiss, and there's big, exalting music. And, and then Tasha says, I like John Paul Jones. A little weird, but he's super smart she's, well, in she, his own way. Uh -huh. She says he's a hot version of Heath Ledger, but when she says virgin, it comes out sounding like virgin. He's a he's hot a, virgin of Heath he's Ledger. A hot, he's a hot virgin Heath Ledger. <laughs> hot virgin living Heath Ledger. And she says he's intellectual and sweet. And, you know, he's elated. He's like, it was all, dude, yeah, all, oh, man, all. It feels like a dream, oh, man, oh, It's one of the greatest nights oh, of my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all in love. <laughs> he's so, I love John Paul Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, John Paul Jones for Bachelor. Yes, 100%. I think he's going to be Mike. Patricia, though, to tell you the truth. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, Mike's, yeah, whatever. We'll see. It's got to be Mike or Peter, I think. Anyway, we digress. Nicole has enjoyed all three of her dates. Um, but she, and she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't want to break anybody's heart. But she's going to have to break someone's heart tonight because she can't pick all three of them. She is the Bachelorette of Paradise, she says. And Christian arranges... To have a pinata, champagne, and chocolate-covered strawberries. 
the ubiquitous chocolate-covered strawberries that everybody likes to have, but apparently they have her name written on them, so that's, I guess, special. Everyone on the beach can see this, and Blake says he thinks the piñata is full of Viagra and condoms. Jordan and Clay note that, um, you know, they, they, they're noticing it, and they're kind of, Clay says, like a matador and the bull, don't keep looking at the bull to Jordan. Like, Jordan's, like, really upset about that this is happening. And Clay says, stop looking at them. They, like the matador and the bull, don't, don't look. And Jordan says, go confront him. Go confront Christian. And Clay says, you know, I don't have the same personality as you. I, I don't want to do that. And Jordan in his ITM says, the bad guys, Blake and Christian, can't win this. And Nicole is torn. I, Christian, I don't like his fashion. I don't like him. But basically, everybody is back at the beach seeing this happening and telling Clay, go confront him. Go confront him. Just like with the with Dean, or sorry, with um, uh, Dylan. D- Dylan, yeah. The last episode. Exactly. So, basically, Jordan, or Clay says, typically I'm not aggressive, but that's what she wants, so I will try to do this. He's very, whenever Clay talks, he... Every word is very well articulated. Um, so he goes over there. He tries, you know, he says, I, I see this. You got a really romantic setup here, but I really need to talk to Nicole for for just really quick. And Christian's like, you know, you can't have her. You can have a strawberry. Would you like a strawberry? And Clay's like, no, I don't want your strawberry. You know, I'm doing this for Nicole, and I don't want to make her uncomfortable or put her in a bad position. So... I'm yeah. leaving. And he's like, and you had a date with her today. Yesterday, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Oh, wait. But after the date, Clay borrowed her and Christian. Right. Christian said, I, I want to continue my date, yes. Yeah, and Christian went up to her. Yeah. yeah, we we forgot to mention that earlier. And uh, Oh, no, we did, because that's when they hold hands. Christian and Clay. Oh. Okay, we didn't explain it very well earlier, because okay. I didn't even know we were talking about it. Um, Clay, Clay leaves, but before he leaves, he says, okay, you guys have fun, but not too much fun. Yeah. And then the crowd is all watching this from the side. Oh, Clay's walking back. Oh, that didn't, oh man, that sucks. Clay, go after her. But basically the, what Christian said was, you can't have her because you didn't let me have her yesterday. Right. As if she's like a play thing, like a toy. Yeah, like an object, yeah. So Clay arrives back, and Jordan's like, what are you doing? Nobody treats my buddy like that. And Clay's like, no, no, Jordan, you're fine. No, you're fine. And Jordan says, no, I have to fix this now. This, you know, that piñata's getting wrecked. And Clay's like, please don't wreck the piñata. Please don't wreck the piñata. But Jordan doesn't listen to him. And he runs up there, and the whole crowd is like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? What's happening? Oh! And when Jordan arrives, he grabs a piñata. He says, Christian, I'm really sorry, but Clay's a good friend of mine. And Christian doesn't let him take down the piñata. And, and it's really juvenile and it's, stupid. Yeah, and they start brawling. And a real fight ensues. And everybody on the beach is like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And Nicole's just sitting there like, uh, not really telling anyone what she wants to happen. And that's where the- that's pretty much it. Then there's a to-be-continued... Thing where on the, screen. the fight where fight breaks out right so next week we'll see the end of the fight at the very the very end the post credit scene um kevin is talking about how he's into sydney and wants to give her his rose but 
he just feels really friend zoned. And Will demonstrates how to um, woo her. What is what does he do? He um, was he, this the post credits. Yes, the post credits. Okay. He he kind of he he pretends he's like pretends to make out with Derek. And he's like, Wells, this. not Wills. I said Wells, didn't I? I thought you said Wills. That's why I was No, confused. it's behind the bar, so it's Wells. Yeah. Right. So they're all, so Kevin's kind of, you know, laying out his heart to Wells behind the bar. So Wells basically gives Kevin make-out lessons using Derek as the model. Yeah. And he's like, this is how you do it. But, Mom, you never watched JoJo season? Mm-mm. Uh, Wells and Derek were best friends on JoJo's oh, season. Oh, okay, I did not know And that. they remained super, super close for the rest of their time, like, time after the show. Okay. Until recently when Wells, you know, like, was getting engaged and stuff, and, like, pretty much that friendship started dying down a little bit once, uh... Wells made it big. Once Wells actually, you Became know... a real celebrity. Yeah, started dating a real celebrity, but they were, like, BF. Like bromance oh, level BFFs. Okay. So, and earlier when we were when I was watching this episode at Annie's house, mm-hmm. earlier in the episode, I was like, Derek and Wells are on the same beach right now, and we're not seeing any of their friendship. Oh, and okay. like, yeah, I had no idea. And I was like, where is that bromance level friendship that they had? Like, and then this on, came when on? they were on Paradise together, and yeah, and when he was. Uh, when they were on JoJo's season, and then it closed with that, and I was like, yes, finally! Because <laughs> <laughs> really they're really cute friends. <laughs> so that was actually a nice little thing, and you would recognize that at all, because you never watched JoJo's season. No, I wouldn't know that. So, yeah. It was a good, solid episode. Yeah, and we'll find out what happens with the fight next week. Who do you think's going home next week? I think Wills is probably going to go home. Yeah. What about That's Cam? okay, because that just means he can date me instead. Well, we have a lot of people that are potentially really on the chopping block. I Wills, think Jordan's going home. I think Jordan and Christian getting in a fight could get them both sent home. Yeah, I think they'll both... 50-50, they'll probably both get kicked off. I think Christian for sure will get kicked off because he seemed like the more aggressive one. Mm-hmm. But you really can't kick him off without kicking Jordan off. So I think yeah. that's a high possibility. I think they'd want to keep Jordan, but I think that if no one's going to give him, him their rose All right. anyways. So let's assume that they're both out of the picture. Then we've got Wills, Wills Cam, Kevin, and who else is our potential person to go home? Well, anyway, I can't think of it right now. What of of those three? Who do you think would stay? Will's, Cam, or Kevin? Um, probably Will's, but I don't think any of them are staying. I think they're all going. Well, but they don't. Well, one of those three has to stay if the other two get kicked off, because only four are leaving. So we'll see. Will's, Cam, or Kevin? Uh, maybe Kevin will stay. He's kind of been chatting up different women. I'm sure Cam will go home. So I think it's between Wills and Kevin, mm-hmm. assuming the other two get sent home. We'll see. See what happens. Yeah. Now Mike's got this connection with Sydney, so I think Mike will stay. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt that <laughs> Mike's going to stay. He's way too handsome. So one of the girls, even if they didn't <laughs> like talk to him very much... I think if there was a girl that didn't really have a connection with anyone, she'd for sure be like, hey, Mike. All right. Well, here's a theory. So we know Hannah B is going to come to the beach next week because we saw it in the previews. And we see Mike saying, it's it's Hannah. 
So what if they pull a Colton move like Colton and Becca last year and Hannah comes and Mike seeing Hannah realizes that he's just has the feelings. Right. And so they pull the bachelor edit with him and he's mm-hmm. self evict because, you know, he realizes that he has a little, he's not into anybody here like he was into Hannah and maybe he wants to find his true love. I, that's a possibility, I think. Yeah. To stroll Mike into the bachelor. Yeah. At him. Yeah. I think the main reason they're probably going to bring Hannah onto the show though is to talk to Demi. Yeah. I think that Hannah's main device will be to introduce Demi's girlfriend into paradise. Yeah. Which will be interesting when that happens because when you have a girl girl relationship, how does that affect the rose ceremonies? Right. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens. And I think that they probably want us to think that it's, Hannah, that's uh, her the girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to make people think, mm-hmm. but that's totally not the case. But I think that's kind of why they're being like, "Oh, look, Hannah's going to be here. Oh, yeah. look, Demi is talking about this girl that she's been dating." Mm-hmm. But but at the on the first episode, Demi told Hannah that about the girlfriend so we know it's not hannah but who knows people. yeah but i think they want to spin it to be like oh maybe she'll date hannah now since they're BFFs. Uh, yeah maybe people have short memories or are yeah. generally just or, not that observant so yeah we'll see but that was the episode that was the episode uh thank you guys for listening Yes, we appreciate all of you and we hope that you <laughs> follow us on social media and email us yeah quote john paul jones I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate it, y'all. 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 Bromeo, Bromeo, we're for <laughs> But yes, you should rate, review, and uh, subscribe. I think I said that out of the standard order, but review, rate, subscribe, whatever. But do that, and we love seeing those. And uh, also share us with people you know. Share us with your moms. Moms and your daughters. Your daughters, yeah. Or just your friends. And get the word across that we have this podcast that's pretty nifty and yeah. fun. And we, we count on you loyal few to, to share us. And we really appreciate each and every one of you. Yeah. And we would love it if you hit that follow button on our Instagram, which is... Um, Rosette's podcast. podcast. Yeah. It's Rosette's <laughs> podcast. And you can totally email us too at Rosette's podcast at gmail.com. And we think it would be fun if you sent us things that you want to hear from us or maybe like ideas or even just your opinions on what's happening in the show or oh, just to say hi. You can do that by our email or by direct messaging us on Instagram. I'm also thinking about maybe starting a Twitter for our podcast mm-hmm. and like getting involved in all those Twitter things on on because those bachelor people are popping on twitter they are you know it it weirds me out though because people are like on twitter like live twittering during the broadcast of the show and everybody's into i could not pay attention to the show if i was on twitter i am not that kind of person where i can do two things i could do it but i just don't watch the show live so well neither do i uh yeah so that's that um we will see you guys next week, I think. Next week. Next week is the, we leave for our awesome expo on Thursday. So Yeah, so we'll probably 
maybe try to record both episodes on Wednesday? Maybe. Or we can record it while we're... We can record it on the train. Or on the train or overnight in this stupid arena while we're sleeping on the floor in the basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Update. I don't... We mentioned it a couple times in past episodes, but... Just a reminder, if there's any Disney fan listeners out there, we are going to the D23 uh, Disney Fan Convention Mm -hmm. Expo thing this weekend at uh, the Anaheim Convention Center. Where we'll be sleeping in the basement. Where, because we didn't get any reservations for any of the panels we wanted, (laughs) we... If you guys are going to D23, let us know what you think about the whole reservation Mm. thing. This is our fourth expo. Yep. This is our fourth expo, and every year it just becomes a little bit more disorganized. And but we're there. We love it anyway. Yeah, and we love it. It's so fun. I haven't shared this with you, but I had a thought today. I think they're going to officially announce all the Dancing with the Stars people at the expo. You think so? Yeah. I think that's where they're going to, because they're having a whole panel for the Dancing with the Stars show. Ooh. So I think during the panel they're going to announce everybody, and I bet Hannah... Hannah B! Maybe Hannah B will be there! We are going to see Hannah B. Fingers crossed. We'll let you guys know if we see her. But we... Until then, love you guys. Yeah, we'll be out of town for that, but we'll find it... Well, there's so much standing in line, we might... Mm. Sound quality might not be super great for the podcast next week, but... But energy will be up. It will come out. So, and if you guys are going to the expo, say hi to us or Absolutely. Or, if you guys know anyone, tell them about our podcast and then tell them to say hi to us. 100%. But we will talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye!